leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. peeps we are live with another edition of breaking into cybersecurity i am renee small cybersecurity super recruiter helping awesome leaders hire great talent and we have the crew here today were you here in time for our intro video naomi i saw the last few seconds it's lovely <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Okay, so before we do the intros, everybody, please, please, please subscribe to our YouTube channel below. Um, please subscribe, click, make sure you uh, click the button so we can, we can get the updates, the bell, all that good stuff for when we go live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Okie dokie, Chris Pallone. And if you're on listening to us on podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and share with everyone else. Um, I'm Chris, co-host on this, career coach, cybersecurity consultant, and over to the amazing Naomi Buckwalter. Hey, thanks, Chris. Naomi Buckwalter, not that amazing, but I love helping people break into cybersecurity. Today, we're going to do a little special something, right, guys, to help people break in. So I'm excited. Let's go. That's right. That's right. So we have a special guest on today so far, Craig. Introduce yourself, Craig. Yes. Hi, I'm Craig Schoenberger. Um, yeah, you guys got the direction right. So um, I'm here uh, looking for some insight in my resume and I'm, I'm excited to hear what, what you guys have. Excellent. Excellent. So I am going to pull your resume up. So today for everyone, our um, topic is going to be two things, Ask Me Anything and resume reviews. We have been getting requests to do resumes. Um, we have a, um, we're all going to be participating in a career fair next week. Paul Cummings Career Fair, he'll jump on. He's going to be our guest next week. So we're definitely going to help people get their resumes buttoned up so you can put your best foot forward when hopefully you're attending Paul's Career Fair and others as well. So, um, okay, stream yard link in the comments. Well, yeah, I guess. We can just get people. Oh, not, in yet. There. not yet. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Okay, go ahead. Okay. So, um, so, Craig, let's pull your resume up. While we're pulling up Craig's resume, if everyone, anyone has additional um Ask me anything, questions, questions about resumes. If you want to come on here, you know, we're going to put the link and then you can just jump on and we'll pull you and your resume up as well. So let me I'd say, Craig, start with giving us, while Renee pulls up your resume, start by giving us a, a high level overview of yourself and what you're looking to achieve so that as we go through your resume, we can help address what you're looking to achieve in it. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, I started out in chemical engineering, um, love the technical side, but then I hit OCHEM and 
that went downhill. So I, I made a kind of a late in the game switch over to cybersecurity. Um, I currently have an entry level job, uh, kind of doing a variety of things, but what, what I really enjoy is application security. And what, what aspect of application security are you looking to progress into? It sounds like. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoy remediation scanning, um, as well as working with uh, the software development lifecycle um, with the agile process and, and trying to implement cybersecurity um, throughout the uh, throughout the software development lifecycle um, versus at the end or at the at the beginning. Okay, perfect. Um, Renee, you have yeah, it? I'm here trying just making sure that I'm sharing the right thing and trying to be make sure that I don't put Craig's information all the way out there. So bear with me a second while I Craig, sure as you, as you go into your next role, ha, have you figured out which aspect of application security outside of remediation that you want to focus on? Is it AppSec, infrastructure, cloud security, on-premise, mobile devices, so many different aspects. Yeah, there are. And I don't know if I have the, the firm preference yet um, at this point in my career. Which ones have you been exploring so far? Um, just AppSec in, in general um, with remediation. Um, i currently actually looking in a little bit into uh, cloud security as well. Um, so. Okay. And with regards to cloud security, do you have a, a preference as to a cloud provider that you feel you have the most experience in? Um, yeah, I only have uh, AWS experience with co coursework, but professional experience with Azure. Okay. And which aspects of um, cloud security have you been working on? Uh, lift and shifts, digital transformations, microservices? Um, well, key management with, uh, you know, vault, um, as well as container security. So container, scanning uh, containers. Okay. Okay. Right. Do you have any development background that usually helps when doing application security for sure? Yeah, actually as an engineer, I worked as a develop, uh, developer intern in uh, industrial automation. Um, so not a lot of application, uh, like mobile application development, but I, I do understand uh, you know, coding. Okay, well, the more coding experience you can have, the better. Um, I, that's how I pivoted and a lot of people pivot that way. But from development, you can get into application security, which is what you're interested in, do penetration testing. So it all flows very nicely. And then what you can do even is start training the developers um, after you break into security, you can just say, hey, I have some amazing tips and tricks for you developers. Here's how you can build your applications more securely. And then you give them all the things that they need, might need, like here are the libraries that we recommend for hashing and, and doing all these different things or single sign-on, right? Like you want to give them the information that they can use to build more secure products. And that's what we like to see for application security engineers. In general terms, though, if you want to do penetration testing, that you can you don't really need coding, but it helps to be able to break it and then also tell the developers how to fix it. Right. So keep learning. Um, any kind of the modern tech stack, you're going to be looking into any of the three-tier architectures. So take any web front end, the popular ones, or any JavaScript frameworks. You got React.js is a big one. Vue, V-U-E-J-S is a big one. Um, uh, Mid-tier, you've got Ruby on Rails, C-sharp.net, any .NET basically is still around. Java is still big for mid-tier. And then your backend, you've got your regular SQL uh, object-oriented databases. Um, you know, in any of the cloud databases, really, cloud database services you want to take a look at. So kind of focus on those three and uh, practice. Thank you. Right, can you share your own screen for your resume? Yeah, I'm Wait. having problems. I just dropped his resume over to you both, I believe, in, um, yeah, no. If not, um, Craig, with regards to the things that you're doing for your job hunt, um, how are you approaching it right now? Um, yeah, I, I've not been taking a very aggressive approach on the job hunt. Um, 
It's because it is a little bit. It, am I sharing my screen, by the way? Not yet. Not that I see. I don't see it yet either. Oh, wait. Yep. yep Add the stream. Okay. okay. Hold on. Let me figure out how to do this. There oh, we go. Excellent. Do you need me to zoom in? Yes. So, first and for, foremost, I, I might not put your salary straight out like that. Um, or. Wait. No, you, that's just saving. That, that's career achievements. Yeah. I know. I just saw that too. I'm like, wait, he's looking for like, 8,000. That's kind of baller. Also kind of low, <laughs> but uh, I like it. That's why uh, I'm telling people to put your metrics in there. Like say how much you saved, what percentage increase, decrease, whatever. And it makes you look better than just listing responsibilities. That's what like 90% of the people do out there. They just list their responsibilities. That doesn't tell us how well you do your job. Yeah. And you want to tell people how good you are. I, I would include that in, um, in the specific role so you have more context for it um for me like looking at your resume like i want to be able to deduce what position you're going for by looking at your resume and like your career achievements would be geared towards the next role that you want so you highlight why you're a value add to that team does that make sense yes so the, the shifting left is great the the spotlight award maybe more context as to what the spotlight award was given for um what did you do to achieve that spotlight award and how it helped the organization um that could be helpful as well and then uh scroll down through the experiences So what's why the extra line um, between the roles? Just asking. Yeah, so I I felt like it was uh, my my thought process was to have a highlighted experience section um, that would closely match the role I'm looking for. So you're looking towards being a PM. Yes. Okay, because earlier I, I thought you were looking towards more specific application security testing type roles versus um, an application security PM. Yeah, and, that, and that's probably what my resume needs is, is some uh, more specific direction. Brene, uh, comments from you? Yeah, sure. So I would say, you know, everything that Chris said, but if you are going after the role, which role are you going? You're going after application security right now, right? Yes. As a project manager, though. So it's important As to highlight. A PM. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Um, so that works. If you have any app security project management experience at all, highlight that in the resume, even if you're doing it as a volunteer. Um, can you scroll down a little bit, please? Highlighted experience. And scroll down some more. Okay. Scroll back up. I might even put the, the skills up top. Um, mm -mm. Not for the PM. Mm -mm. You mean that skill section? Yeah. Down there? No. Yeah. Who has that in the right spot? Okay. Because, um, you know, when you think about it from a hiring manager's perspective or a recruiter's perspective, they're always trying to, and Naomi will connect, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> to match, like, the role to the person. So if you're applying for this particular job and you say, okay, I'm a, the, the, if the role is an app security um, manager and you have app security manager kind of, like, right up at the top or app sec or something going on that's right there, it in their face, that's where you want to put it. The reason why I usually recommend skills at the bottom is because, you know, anyone can throw those skills up on there and it doesn't really, just a list of skills isn't telling the manager anything. It's not telling a hiring manager and it's not telling the recruiter um, anything about these skills. So you could have learned Python three years ago and never did it again, but it happens to be hanging out in that skills section 
And so, um, you know, then it's there. So we usually just kind of skip over that. I, I typically do skip over that generic kind of just hodgepodge of skills anyway. So that's why I like the experience up top, your impact up top, everything that you put up top, saving the company $80,000, which I think is fantastic. Um, so anything else that you have that you can align to the app security manager role that you want to do um, is helpful. And a, a real quick tip for getting verbiage to put in there is to just check out app security job descriptions. And you can look at what you have done. You know, I tell people this all the time, do not lie. But if you have done it and you see it in two or three or four um, job descriptions, that's something that's clearly important. And, you know, make sure that that's highlighted in your resume. Another thing you can do is bold things. So just like how you bolded the 80,000 and it kind of like we all immediately pounced on that that 80,000 annually in the spotlight award, you can, I would take that same, um, you know, immediately our eyes are going to go to those areas. So bold out some of your accomplishments within the highlighted experience section too. Craig, I'm sorry. I might've missed this. Did you say you wanted to be a people manager or a pro, like a project pro, uh, program manager? Um, I think my angle would be more of a program manager. Okay. So what's interesting here is sometimes there's um, really only people manager openings for application security manager. You know, um, I just did a quick check on, on LinkedIn jobs and I searched application security manager. A lot of them are coming back as people managers. So, um, and these are all for bigger companies too. So you really want to start thinking about if you really want to stick with application security or just be a generalist and be a security project manager in general and not really focus on one particular domain that is application security and be more flexible that way you're going to have more options. Um, also, it will be more flexible in the size companies that you're looking for because not a lot of small companies are going to hire someone particularly to do project management for security. That's usually not really a thing. They're going to hire a project manager and then maybe have security projects in terms of like their overall bucket of things that they're going to do. But security project manager is pretty rare. Although we do need more of them, <laughs> like I'm, I'm saying it's rare, but not in a good way. Uh, but if you want to target bigger companies, you know, you can absolutely go more domain specific and do just application security. But for sure, uh, do some A/B testing with your resume. Try to focus something sometimes on the one domain that you really focused on, application security. Or you can try the B test, which is more generic open up to more flexibility things. If you want to just do project management in general for security projects, that's lovely. Like we certainly need that. So try some tests out there. I think you'd be some pleasantly surprised. Yeah. The other thing I would say about the, the line that caught me between the highlighted experience is if this is the resume that you submit through an ATS, sometimes that line might cut off how it interprets what goes where. And you might find yourself re-inputting anything if you're going through the APS route. Um, so maybe you have a um, here hiring manager, let me email you my resume type approach versus, hey, applicant tracking system, here's a generic um, black and white copy of my resume with no fancy editing. Um, because you, you'll find that once you start including sections and columns and things like that, sometimes the ATS systems don't interpret or extract them properly. I have run into that issue, so that's, that's good insight. I would, I would double down on that, what Chris is saying, um, because it'll come in as like real weird sometimes, depending on the applicant tracking system. I mean, most of them nowadays, I we'll, we'll just show the PDF, we'll show the picture. But occasionally, if you get like an older one, then it could, you know, your whole entire resume is completely gobbled. It's gobbledygook when it shows up. So, and that's like an automatic out. Or, or they'll make you retype everything. Yeah, which is <laughs> <laughs> extremely painful, but it won't even get to the, the thing is, it won't get to anyone. Like if a manager, if there's a hundred resumes in there and his, is showing up wonky. It's just like on to the next. Yep. So, uh, uh, Finley mentioned here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, found out, found a typo in there for you. Finley, Ooh, thank it you. It is. It is. Yikes. 
I'm going to. Um, uh, sometimes that could be a deal breaker, you know, like. Yeah. The details. You want to double check that. Yeah. You see it, Craig? I do not see it. It's highlighted the experience. Header. Yeah, highlighted. in your header, highlighted, highlighted experience. It's the French way of spelling. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I do see it now. Thanks, Bentley. Okay, so we want to, a couple things, um, a couple comments people made. Are we done with Craig's resume? I think uh, so. And if we have more people waiting, I don't know. I, I would say I really enjoy that he highlighted and bolds the career achievements. I say continue on that with your experience also. Highlight some of those what you want to catch the eye of the hiring manager because honestly, we spend like 30 to 60 seconds on each one, if that. And you want to like make your case in those 60 seconds because that's all the time that we have for you. <laughs> Sorry. And, give, and give context, right? Like oh, yeah. Yeah. the spotlight award, why? Like towards the role that you're you're working towards. Yeah. Great points. Those highlights are, are really important. And you can use a couple of them throughout the, the, the entire resume. And do but you have resume, any links? Resume is decent. Do you have any links to your GitHub or anything, blogs? He has it above the fold. Okay. So yeah. he has, like, you know, we don't want to put all his information out there. But he Oh, has. that's right. That's right. <laughs> so he, but he I has, do have yeah, my link to LinkedIn. He has his LinkedIn link. So like what to Naomi's point, the additional ones, the GitHub, the mm -hmm. anything else that you have going on. You want to put those up there too. And, and don't forget about using LinkedIn as a, a marketing tool as well. Um, often people overlook their LinkedIn profile and leave it generic. And then amazing recruiters like Renee can't find you on LinkedIn because you don't have anything. Right. And we do keyword searches. So a couple of points that, you know, just for general, for everyone else that's been asking about resumes, um, you know, when when a role, when a company says, Renee, we need your help, you know, we want an application security project manager. The first thing I'm going to do is go on LinkedIn's kind of back end recruiter side and put in application security project manager in quotations and see, see, and see what pops up. And then after... You know, if the pop up, uh, the first batch of people that pop up with that job description in there, I'm going to be searching for I'm going to look at their stuff first. That's step one. And then if I can't find that, then I might do AppSec. I might do a combination of AppSec and PM to see if someone either used to be a PM and now is an AppSec or used to be an AppSec and now is in PM. You know, so that's kind of like the way we that's our mindset for if you think about a Google search for yourself when you're looking for something. That's the way we search when we're looking for talent. So um, I think it would be cool too. Naomi made a, a good point. If we want to look at people's LinkedIn profiles, that's I'm totally part okay. of the package today. We look at your resume and your LinkedIn profile. Two and for LinkedIn. Yeah. Two yeah. For, yeah, let's well, do it. <laughs> I, I know we, we also have uh, one of the, the listeners, Joshua uh, Fridley, that um, yeah. mentioned Maybe uh, if we if we have him waiting or if we have other guests waiting, we can look at someone else's resume too. Yeah, we have Brad on. Okay. So, so Craig, hang out with us, and if we get through everyone else's, then we'll start looking at LinkedIn profiles. Okay, I really thank you. Together awesome. though, I think together is better. Yeah, and Craig, remember to network. That is the best way yeah. to get on someone's radar. Get someone to know who you are as a person. Exactly. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Craig. Yeah, I appreciate you guys' insight. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. So I want to make some comments here or share some comments before we jump into uh, Brad. So Joshua's here. Joshua, we are going to send you the link so that you can jump on with us. You can jump on with us as well um, if you would like to. Um comment here breaking into cybersecurity is difficult when places are hiring they want you to hit the ground running the struggle is real to be honest we know that's why we have this podcast <laughs> 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 the struggle
struggle is very real. Struggle is real. But there is, I'm seeing kind of a tide turning. I've had like four people come up to me in my DMs and be like, hey, you changed my mind on something. I'm going to hire somebody with no experience. I'm going to do it. I'm like, yay, I changed four people's minds. I know. I'm like, four is better than none. (laughs) And so, yeah, like the more we get the word out that it is possible and you don't need someone hit the ground running anyway. Like think about someone that you onboard. They're going to take some time to learn your systems and your culture and all that stuff your lingo, right? Like they're not going to hit the ground running on day one anyway. So you might as well take someone who is really high potential and has the history of learning successfully on their own, right? Like you want someone like that. Trust me. Exactly. So Zoe's here. She says, hey, YouTube gang. Hey, Zoe. Serenia's here. Um, Let's see. It looks like LinkedIn was crashing. Zoe was saying she stopped work looking on watching on LinkedIn because it cra- it would crash on her. Josh said his LinkedIn crashed. So guys, LinkedIn's um, I think LinkedIn is LinkedIn is getting like huge influxes of people doing these lives now, and they're not as robust yet as uh, YouTube. So please, 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 that's what we want you to subscribe and hang out on our YouTube channel um, and get that information. So I think this is pronounced Alam. I'm not sure. She asks, how long is too long of a resume? Some say it's okay to have two pages. Others want it short, sweet, and simple. What are your thoughts? Um, I'll give you my opinion. I think that if you have under five years experience, you should have one page. Um, And if you have more than five years experience, if you need to, you can make it two pages um, but you, you kind of want to be concise and, or more, you know, I've seen people have, if they're super, you know, executives or been in security for years and years, they've had more than two pages. I like to see it at two, but I'm not completely opposed to more than two. Um, more so than the length though, it's the information. So making sure your most relevant experience is at the top. Um, highlighting kind of like what we talked to Craig about with the highlights, Um, you know, really, really honing in on the experience that aligns with what you've seen either leaders talk about, uh, job descriptions say, that's what you really want to focus on. Because to be honest, anything over about 10 years in, in technology overall, everything changes so often. And nobody's really looking back that far in terms of experience. Now, if you had all these like Fortune 100 companies or you worked at like some amazing places kind of 10 years ago, you want to keep that on there or more than 10 years ago, you want to keep that on there. Obviously, yes, that's important, but things change so much. So that I, I tend to like to keep it at two. If you're an intern, new grad, um, under five years, that's my opinion. One page for that. Anyone else wants to talk about it? Cybersecurity line, it depends. Um, <laughs> what does your I, book say? It, 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 <laughs> yeah, it, it really does say, depending <laughs> on the experience. Thank you for highlighting that Thank book. Thank you for Naomi. the plug. Thank you for the plug. <laughs> <laughs> Buy our book. Buy their book. Um, but no, really, it depends. Um, l- like Renee said, it's it's about the content, right? And I would say even if you're under um, five years, if you've done some amazing projects across two or three companies that you really want to highlight and get that detail in to show your value add, um, yeah, go over, go over a page. I mean, but if you're going to just do this is what I did and not show any metrics, not show any value, then you're just fluffing it up and that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But I think, I think IT, I think technology managers are so accustomed to seeing longer resumes that it's not as big of a deal as if you were like, I think in marketing or somewhere else when they're like, why can't this get into a one page slide or something more concise? Because we've seen, we've seen the too long is five, six, seven pages. That's crazy. But three, I've seen three pages before. I've seen one and a half for like Chris's point. Um, you know, someone that's done some really amazing work in a short period, shorter period of time. So, but play with margins, you know, like Craig's resume just now. Actually, let's bring up Brad while we're talking about this. Hey, Brad. <laughs> Brad, sorry, I was on, I was on mute. How's it going? It's all good. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having um, me. 
I said, let's bring you up while we talk about this so that you can get your resume and stuff ready to share. Um, But if you see um, in Craig's resume, he had like some white space. He had margins that were probably an inch on each side or so. You can squeeze those margins. Like you can make them. When I used to help people, when I used to actually do resumes and try to get people's resumes into two pages, I would totally take those um, margins out to as far as I possibly could before it cut the print off. So if that's a hoarder or whatever the inches, whatever around the whole border, um, I would push that as far as possible. Um, and then I would try not to have additional lines. Like there's a lot of things that if you just keep the content in there and not put a bunch of lines and gaps and spaces and, you know, it may not look pretty, but the content is what's most important to the people who are doing the hiring. We, you know, if we see a fancy resume, it's like, oh, okay, that's nice. But fancy resume with not the right experience still isn't going to get in there. So anything, anyone else want to add anything? I'll just go through the mindset of a hiring manager whenever we look for resumes. So we have an ideal person in our head and then we take a look at your resume and then we ask ourselves, is this person overqualified, underqualified, or is this person the right fit, right? And then after those big three buckets, then we dive in if, you're, if you are possibly a good fit or you have potential to be a good fit. And then we look at your previous history. Does this align to something that we need in our company or in my team? So if you can show that you've done the work already, that's like a plus one for you. That's always going to be great. Is it the same type of company, the same size company, same growth stage as our company? Like all those things are a plus for you. But if at any point, maybe the company that you worked for was too big and too corporate, and maybe your role was smaller than what we need your role to be at this company, right? That's not going to be a great match. So in some cases, your experience is going to be fine for some types of companies, but for other companies at different growth stages, it's not going to be a perfect match. And they're probably going to pass on you, even though you might have like the almost perfect resume. It's literally because you worked at different industries or different companies, unfortunately. Yeah. And it's the same thing at all levels. A, a CISO for a startup isn't going to be a CISO for a big bank. Exactly. Right. Someone made a comment here probably uh, said, unless you want to be a CISO. And I don't know what, if this that has to do part. with uh, resume length. Resume length. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's another thing. Like what I've went, when, when, when I've been doing executive recruiting, if a resume is the, the think about the leadership thinking about their leadership. So if you're a CISO and you can't get your stuff concise, you're supposed to be speaking to the board. You're supposed to be doing these presentations. You're supposed to be able to communicate effectively, written communication. You know, you don't want to have a seven-page resume either, (laughs) even though you have the experience. So, okay, awesome. So Brad is ready. And then David, Meese, or Meese, we will check your stuff out as well. Your... um, your info, which is cool. All right. So um, do you know how to share your screen, Brad? Uh, yeah. Let me just uh, pop it here. Oops. So Paul makes a really good point while you're pulling your stuff up. Paul's going to be on next week um, talking about his veterans breaking into cybersecurity um, career yeah. day. So we're super excited about having Paul come on next week. Um, So let me get to sharing this screen. So before we, so Brad, can you, okay, Brad has his perfectly where it is. Paul asked a good question. He wants to know if we should look at and consider functional versus chronological resumes. And so I'm going to say go chronological Functional is nice, but it always trips people like 90 something percent of resumes that I've seen are chronological. Um, So I would just stick with chronological. I just anytime it gets in front of the managers that I've seen, they're like, what is this? How do I know who when they did what when at which company? So they say they're an AppSec manager, but when did they do that? It's just a little bit, it's not as common to see functional. So that's my point on functional. Anybody else want to add anything? I'm of the same point of view. I'm not a, as big of a fan as a functional one. It might help for like your first role, 
um, where you're kind of showing that you have the entry level skills and you don't really have uh, experience in the field in a specific role um, where that functional resume comes in handy. But after that, it just gets confusing. I mean, I personally hate resumes the way they are and they'll, they'll always be bad, like functional or chronological. I just don't think they're great at showcasing what you can do and your potential. I think we just need to rethink hiring in general for all industries, not just cybersecurity, but anyway. So, oh, 100%. So, so Brad, what sort of position are you going for so that we can evaluate your resume towards that? Yeah, um, so <clears throat> this resume actually uh, is what actually got me in the door at information security. Um, so I'm currently just started my first information security gig back in May. Um, so I guess as a whole, um, my resume has been catered to what I've done like in the past, not so much like where I'm at now and where I'm going per se. Um, so, you know, I, I know you guys kind of touched on this a little bit. My, my resume is a little bit wordy and probably a little too long cause it's two pages. <laughs> um, but, um, moving forward, you know, I, I would like my resume to be, um, more focused on what I'm doing now uh, in cybersecurity, but also the skill sets that I've learned working in the IT field to help me, um, kind of build on that, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, the executive summary or your your value statement up at the top is perfect. Um, Renee mentioned having the areas of expertise and uh, that the technical proficiencies later on um, in IT, like I've seen them in both places. Um, any other comments about this section of the resume? Uh, yeah, let me... Yeah. Renee. Hold, hold on. I want him to scroll down first. Okay. Keep scrolling. Yep. Brad. How many so years my, how many years experience do you have? Um in IT as a whole, uh like roughly four. Uh I'll go in on five. <clears throat> Overall, your whole entire career. Oh, my whole entire career. Um probably seven. Okay. Scroll down somewhere. I just want to get to the bottom of your resume. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, so, well, I want to call out something real quick. You have yeah. CompTIA as a high, almost like a a brand there, but then you include um, AWS CCP. That seems confusing. I would separate out either the companies that your that your certs are associated to. That way, there's a better understanding of what certs it is. Okay. Um, just so that there's no confusion there. Okay. Um, but in looking at your your resume that that you have, it looks like you have a little summary section for each role, mm -hmm. and then you talk about the things that you've done. I see lots of numbers um, and metrics, so um, and keywords in there. Um, you're using the right tense, so that, that's that's all good. Um, but like, I I would ensure that you're tailoring it to the role that you want. Mm -hmm. Previously, you already highlighted that, but uh, for example, um, if you're looking to grow in security. Think back to those roles and what you did that was security focused as you shorten your resume um, or you tweak your resume for the future. Like, mm -hmm. what about that did you learn um, that was security focused so that you can highlight X number of years doing security things over your career um, versus what you just have as a formal security title? Gotcha. Do you want to scroll back up to the top, Naomi, any comments? So interesting about the education there. Um, there are people who would maybe be a gatekeeper and take a look at your uh, your high school education and be like, well, this guy doesn't have the college that we want, right? So I almost, I, I don't know, like, I, I wish we could say, like, just leave your high school graduation there. Like, but the reality of it is, like, people are going to be looking at that and just making that connection right away, like, this guy didn't go to college, you know, like, and there's going to be like a hundred other people with the college. So it's, it's like almost better to not put your high school information on there, even mm -hmm. though I wish 
reality was different and I'm rooting for you, Brad. I want you to, like, <laughs> you know, obviously, but like, so if you have enrolled in college, that's cer certainly something you can put on your resume. Like if you've been accepted, you started taking classes, you don't need to have graduated. You can just put, I am currently attending, la, 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 la. Yeah. So I would do that. Okay. I would double down on what Naomi said. <clears throat> if you're in class, put a, t a, a, a target date. So BS in cybersecurity 2023, something like mm -hmm. that. Um, and then remove the high school. Okay. And then I, I, people yeah. will kind of, sorry, people will not necessarily assume if it's, if it's not on there, they'll have to think about it. But if it's on there, <laughs> it's just like automatically, you know, do we really want to move forward? So yeah, yeah. It's just gatekeeping. I hate it so much. Yeah, it sucks, but it just it is. What it um, is. just to do a props real quick, but Western Governors University (WGU) has a really great program. They're well known in the industry, cybersecurity, uh, and they it's like pay as much as you can. You know, like as long as it takes you, that's how much you pay or something. So like you can yeah. do it in a year and then only pay for the year. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a really every good six months. Every six, yeah, six there you go. You pay. I know people who've gotten their master's degrees in like eight months or whatever, and all they do is pay for the eight months. Exactly. Yeah. It's pretty it's a pretty awesome program. So for those doing doing a program, including the, the type of courses that you're doing is helpful because it helps a hiring manager decide like is the degree you're doing providing you with additional background that might be helpful? that might not otherwise be in your resume. So for those that are currently enrolled, that's something to, to consider. Um, specifically uh, about your resume, um, I would think about like how many bullet points you include for something and yep. how valuable those bullet points really add to the role that you're doing. Um, like adding adding more details just for the point of adding more details doesn't help. But if each of those bullet points potentially address a requirement on the job description that you're looking to fill, um, then it becomes uh, extremely valuable. So you could have a catch-all resume that has everything included, but then a tweaked resume that you shorten down as it's tailored to the job description that you're looking to apply towards. Okay. Anything um, else, Renee, Naomi? I would say you just got, so the new information security analyst role, um, that, well, you said this is the old resume. I mean, this is a resume before this one. So yeah, yes. what's going to end up happening. So you're going to be putting information in there now for mm -hmm. this new, the role that you're in. So what, two things, I would start filling that in right now, since mm -hmm. it's still fresh, because your role will evolve, right? Mm -hmm. So the things that you did from March until now, and then as it evolves, just keep revising. Mm -hmm. um, but then you're going to run out of space. And I definitely, I would absolutely say no to three, three pages for you, two and a half to three. Mm -hmm. um, so to Chris's point, you will have to start shaving off some of that other stuff when you put in the security analyst information, because that is going to be what's most important and will get you the next opportunity. Mm -hmm. So you'll likely, you know, I don't know if it may end up being kind of maybe shaving off the summary sections, um, and just keeping like the, this is what I did, the bullet point parts, mm -hmm. um, that could give you probably a half a page in and of itself. Uh, yeah, uh, unless like you did an amazing project and you want to highlight that in the summary section or like you managed a really cool program or portfolio programs under your analyst role, like yeah. that could be a great paragraph narrative versus like something that you condensed to a bullet point. Yeah. Well, the thing I want to add is like you think about how much people really want to read. So you want to try to get like I would use that. Chris, like if he had some really special project highlighting the way Craig did, mm -hmm. so holding it out versus writing, you know, more lines for people to glaze over on. Um, because again, we're thinking about hiring managers, 50 resumes, a lot of a little bit of time. What did Naomi, um, Naomi's point, 30 seconds, <laughs> like 
very quick. Like nobody's reading. I, I won't say nobody. You start to read when other things stick out. So you're skimming, you're skimming, and then you stop because something is looks very interesting. And then you start reading. Because if you had to read 50 or 100 resumes, it's just not going to happen. So that that's that's my only um, point to the comment that you made, Chris. Okay. Otherwise, I really I like this resume because I think that the detail when Brad said this is the one that got him the role, um, it was probably the detail in it that the keywords and stuff that got him. So, Brad, did you apply to a job online or did you like how did it work? How did you get your job? Um, yeah, so uh, it's funny, you know, I, I kind of like was networking and I went to like a, um, a third party recruiting event kind of thing. And um, I got uh, kind of a connection with, you know, some of the recruiters and they had said, hey, you know, there's a job opening here. I think you'd be good for it. But I actually applied for it um, previously, uh, not through them. So I went through the process and my boss was looking for um somebody to kind of come in at like the bottom uh, level and kind of grow with and mature with the, with the department and the company. So uh, I just kind of, it was at the right place at the right time, I guess you could say, um, you know, it's kind of cliche, but uh, it, after, after trying and trying and trying again. Right. Um, but I was able to, to find a true entry level um, security job. So. Right. It was a combination of um, networking and when you had applied to it before. Yeah, so I think networking. um, Didn't get a response from that first application. Yeah, so I got um, networking was huge for me um, just because it helped identify, you know, uh, other positions, right? Because they do that every day. Uh, It's almost like a full time job looking for jobs uh, when you're doing it for yourself. So have that extra set of highs is uh, really helpful but uh that and then just uh yeah okay cool awesome anything else naomi chris uh just thanks brad for being a gate breaker with me yeah i'd love to see it new people breaking into cybersecurity (laughs) this is it so let's pave the way for the next generation that's that's you now you're on the hook to do the same thing for someone junior more junior than you yep any way i can awesome very awesome thanks brad so um a couple more people who want to join let's take this part off let's go back to just us okay so i have uh valerie wants hers done and david meach or Misi, michi Misi wants his um, LinkedIn profile review, which is good. Couple comments as we were talking here. Let's see, Paul Cummings said, three of my most favorite humans in the world. Sorry, I'm late greetings from Jacksonville, Florida. Very cool. And what else? Lily Clark made a comment, didn't consider that even execs need a concise resume. Yep, that is, you know, that's your first step. One of, your, one of the first steps. Um, so if it's typos or long and drawn out, that's you know not showing a very good first impression about what you're going to be like on the job. <laughs> that's a good point. Some people uh, make the comparison with, I think it's Cheryl Sandberg, who was like the CEO of Yahoo or something or whatever she was. Um, and she only has like a one pager, right? But yeah. her entire life's work is online. It's so it's like really hard different. To, it's a different situation. But yeah. the, the story and the lesson is still the same where you want to have a concise resume because more of your work is already out there for finding and perusal. They should be able to find you on YouTube or whatever. And like they can they can see who you are as a person and as a leader, not right. just through your resume. You're like you are a fully fleshed 3D human, not just a two-dimensional piece of paper. That's what right. you want, uh, especially in the leadership roles. Absolutely. And the thing, you know, people have to realize it's so funny. They compare like, oh, for another example, they'll show say like all these prominent, you know, billionaires and stuff didn't go to college or didn't finish college. Now, I'm not going to get into the college thing because our buddy isn't here to (laughs) to fight that fight. But um, 
but they were at Harvard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they were already in college. It's not like, hey, they just didn't go. Um, so that's another thing. And again, they were at Harvard of all places. Um, and Cheryl, people have were likely recruiting her. You know, they already knew who she was. I mean, think about Naomi that's sitting here. She probably doesn't have to post for a job. People know you. They're, they're like, she's probably getting, you know, pings daily. Hey, Naomi, we have a spot. You know, <laughs> look at Settle down now. <laughs> not true. She not loves true. her job, but that's what happens when you network and people know you and, you know, for your industry in your space. So Cheryl, who was, C- what was she, COO of? Facebook or, Facebook or Yahoo, one of the two. One of these companies. Yeah, she was already yeah. an executive in a company, mm-hmm. huge Wrote company. You know, like she, her, her resume precedes her. Like she, mm-hmm. she doesn't need a resume. Mm-mm. That's the point. Her resume say something says something like to be the best mom possible or something like something that, like, like, right? With a picture and like right. a couple of words yeah. and like that's it. She's a special <laughs> case. Uh, she doesn't need a resume. Zoe, we can totally look at your resume. Oh my, oh my God, we only have six minutes left. Okay, Zoe, if you want to jump on, um, uh, Chris, can you get her the link? I don't know. Oh, Naomi's hopping off. Okay, bye, Naomi. All right, Chris and I will work on the last couple. Shared the link in the comments, so they should be able to click on that. But I think, I think she, I think um, she got kicked out of LinkedIn. No. So. You can share on YouTube. On YouTube, okay. Uh, But we we could do David Mace's profile. He he asked earlier. Do you want to? I have it pulled up. So do me a favor. Can you? No, you can't share that. I have to share. You can share it on on uh, like on YouTube. Yeah, no, I can share his profile. Oh, you okay? You share his profile, but I can't see. I can't copy paste the stream. Your oh, own. I can do it back here. Okay. Um, All right. So I'm gonna put the stream in the. Where's the stream? Let's share his profile. I need the Streamyard link in our in the private chat. Okay. Oh, here's my my talking about copy. Okay, we're gonna add this up to the stream. Okay, here's David's profile. David, I um, I, I have a little bit of commentary with people saying aspiring. I think if you've already put in the effort to get a security plus and a CISA that you're no longer aspiring, you're already there. Um, so don't diminish the, the effort that you've put into the field. Um, I'd say remove aspiring from your uh, headline and talk about like the role that, that you're aiming to get. Um, what regards, any, any other comments there, Renee? Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, I think that because he's not a security analyst right now, right? I don't think he is. I think he's he is. He's a support is. specialist. But yeah. wouldn't you consider yourself a professional, even though, even though you don't have that title? So not if you're a sourcer, would you consider yourself a recruiter? I mean, a sourcer is a recruiter, depending on the company. But if he's you know, if he doesn't have any security experience and his that's what he's trying to be. I don't know how I don't know how bad that is. I mean, I don't know if, if leaders look at it like when they're looking for an entry person. Now, obviously, if you're already if they're looking for a seasoned person, that's going to be different. But yeah. if you're looking for an, a, a person who's going to be in an entry level security role, I don't know that that doesn't seem to bother me, but I'm not sure. Not sure what other people are saying. But good that you have like these things up here. Um, Positive anyone else on their profile ensure that they kind of, that's the first thing that people look at with your profile. Um, The the second thing is the about you section. Looks like you have a a good summary. Lots of keywords for Renee to to ping on when she does a search. Um, So great. Great tips there. Any feedback there, Renee, on the about section? So scroll down. 
No, I'm sorry. I was asking a scroll. Yeah, about scroll. yeah that's it. I'm yeah. hiding his PIA. Yeah. No, that's cool. The, the, um, yeah, this, it's, it's nice and meaty. I would, can you um, make it a little bit bigger, Chris? See, yeah, he's a recent college grad. So you have all the certifications, recent grad, um, <laughs> core competencies, that's, that's cool. I would flesh out why I would want to be a security analyst. Where, where I think you tell a story. Hmm? Where his passion is. Yeah, I think more so than core competencies, like I think that, you know, when people put these lists together, analytical skills, attention to detail, blah, 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 blah. Again, it's, it's almost like the skills section of a resume. For me, personally, I don't even pay attention to that at all. And I think this part of your profile is too important to put these core competencies in. You can put those core competencies in for us to, for you know, when we're doing search strings and stuff like that, as long as it's somewhere in the, in the, um, you know, at the bottom of the, the, uh, at the bottom of the profile, that's fine. But I don't even look for Like I've never done a search for attention to detail, computer skills, oral communication, team skill. Like those are things that we just anticipate are going to, um, you're gonna have like I'm not I'm I'm not looking for that on a resume. So I wouldn't want to use this space, this real estate in LinkedIn with that kind of stuff. So I would kind of I would get rid of all the core competencies and I would really just talk about why you're passionate about security. Like what is it that you love about security? Why you're passionate? Um, as you've heard us say a zillion times on here, leaders all they talk about is how they want someone with passion. They can teach everything else all of that. So talk about why you want to be, uh, why you would be a good asset to an organization, why you're passionate about security, what made you, you know, want to be in security. Those are the types of things that I would put in this bot, in this little section about me versus um, core competencies. I and also would want to see any um, metrics. So this is a great area to put metrics. It's a great area to put that kind of stuff. Um, and David asked, should she, should he take off the aspiring part? Uh, Chris we, we went back and forth. Or you could say recent college, recent cybersecurity grad, something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and maybe replace core competencies with technologies that you're proficient in and, and put proficient in these types of technologies, because that's right. what Renee's going to look for. Um, she's going to look for the firewall technician or w w those exactly. things that that show up on the resume. Um, right. Let's scroll down to his so profile. Like if somebody needs somebody that knows Splunk or knows AWS or knows whatever, that's what when I say keywords. So Joshua asked what kind of key, keywords should he include? Whatever you're actually doing. So the actual technology that you're using. Um, so that's that. And, Chris, and that, do you have that, time? It's yeah, too we'll go. We'll go quickly. Um, your your experience section here is similar to a resume, except you don't have a, a maximum, right? There, there's no like two or three pages. So um, put in a lot of detail. Um, max out how much you can put in here because. This is what people want to see, right? This is what um, hits the keywords for recruiters. So instead of just saying assisted staff with, like, um, show how you improved it, um, show the types of projects that you did, and target it towards the role that you want versus the role that you did. Right. Yep. I and agree with that. So if any any kind of also scroll down for him, scroll down. The substitute teacher, and then what else does he have? He has the master's. So that master's that you just got, I would start peppering in. You can create, I think there's a section in LinkedIn. I'm not 100% sure, but I think you can. And if there's not, create, you know, a section called student or whatever, master's student. 
And then you can put bullets focused on some of those projects that you did while you were in school. So when you were doing those cyber the courses, put in the course, put in the project completed. You know, one of the things I say all the time is when, especially with new newbies, and I say that in, you know, not in, in a very way. nice way, <laughs> <laughs> not in a mean way, especially with people trying to break in, you want to show that you have some experience. School is experience. You did something. You did something that others have not. So you want to outline that. And that will get you moved along faster because you actually do have the keywords that Josh was asking about. The keywords that say, I use Splunk. I, you know, whatever the project was in school, I did X, Y, Z, and I used these, I used this technology to do so. So that's where you want to, um, you know, that's where you want to build out your experience. And a little, uh, the last, last thing I'll do before I have to jump is a little LinkedIn hack here for your your licenses and certifications that you have down here, the the CompTIA, which is the gold of all of these that you have down here, is all the way at the bottom because it has an expiration date. If you pull off the expiration date, it ends up back at the top of the list because it was issued first. Um, so you actually want the one that when you're looking at your profile that has the most value to show up up top because otherwise it gets hidden um, below when when you don't show more. So and I he has that posted all the way at the top though, right? Yeah, he, he has it included, but still okay. um yeah. when like someone's scrolling down, you're likely to to right. miss over it. Um and then down here the skills and endorsements, you can have up to 50 skills. So make sure you you max it out with the types right. of keywords that we mentioned above of the technologies that you're gonna use because those are gonna show up. And you're going to want to have um, your peer group to endorse you for those skills. Right. And that's a search. That's also a search quality in um, uh, LinkedIn. So if you're applying to LinkedIn jobs, the, when we as recruiters are posting jobs on LinkedIn, we'll click on what skills. So if we want somebody to know Splunk, and I always use Splunk new Splunk and two other things at AWS and something else, those are clickable. So what LinkedIn does is if you have them click too, they'll align your resume and say, well, he has six out of eight skills or seven out of, you know, sometimes when you see those jobs and it's like, oh, the people have seven out of 10 skills. That's where some of that comes from. Some of that skill development. I mean, that skill um, skills and endorsements part that Chris was talking about. So overall looks good, Dave. You could just update with a couple more things. Um, Zoe is here. Chris, can you stay or you got to go? No, I got to go. Okay. Chris has to go. So it'll be me and Zoe. Zoe, you still here? Thanks, Chris. All right. I'm going to bring Zoe up. Hey, Zoe. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Always on the show. I love it. So Zoe, can you bring up, you're using your phone though, so you can't share your yeah. um, you you want to share your LinkedIn profile? Is that what it is? Uh, I sent my resume to your. Um, oh, yeah. I sent it in PDF, so it'd be easier for you to open. But okay. um, you, you can do my LinkedIn too. They look exactly the same. But okay, you sent it to me on LinkedIn. You sent it to me on LinkedIn. Yes, ma'am. So it'd be easier for you to open. Okay, one second. Um, okay, perfect. Yeah, let me open it up. I hope I had issues earlier with sharing my screen. That's why I couldn't share um, the other resume. I think it was. I think since I up since I upgraded Chrome, I did something, and I'm having issues with screen share in Streamyard and. So let me see if I can do it. Oh, well, you don't have to worry about it. My LinkedIn uh, profile and my resume look exactly the same, almost. I try to do that on purpose, um, but yeah. It's the same situation. Any Whatever I have. Uh, yeah, let me see if it can share though. Chrome has lost permission to capture your screen. Yeah, I'm having issues with Chrome. Um. Zoe, I can talk through yours and or 
since it's 207 and people have been here a long time, you could be first up next week if you want to do that. Yeah, that'll work. Be first up. Okay, perfect. Because we're going to have everybody's going to be on next week. You, we're going to have um, Paul's going to be on in preparation for his um, conference, Naomi, Chris, and James. So everyone will be okay. here and then we could go through your we could go through your profile and your resume and be able to pull it up because right now I'm having issues with screen share. Okay. okay. All, right. Awesome. All right. Talk to you later. Okay, everyone. Thank you. This was good. Um, Nick had a question for Naomi. Wants to know how to set up a cybersecurity awareness program. Nick, please come back next week um, because Naomi will be here and um, James will also be here. Hopefully this was very helpful for you all. Um, Josh was asking me, did you update your Chrome to patch the two zero days? I did. I don't know if that may have impacted something. Joshua, I did do the update. So um, anyway, folks, we will see you again next week. Take care. You have to be here next week. We're doing resumes and we're having Paul Cummings come on to talk about his um, career fair that's happening the following day. So be here, or as they used to say, be square. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.